this time around we got a message from Lydia, who happens to be my brother's girlfriend, so I know her very well. Uh, Lydia wrote in to say, I want music, new music. It feels like there's a big hole in my little musical heart that's looking for some filling up. So here are my three songs. First of all, that's a phenomenally cute way of describing it. Uh, her three songs are Teeth White by The Staves. I got my teeth white And my jeans She says, I like. Simple. Father John Misty's track of his last album called The Night Josh Tillman Came to Our Apartment. Of the few main things I hate about her ones Someone's been told too many times they're beyond the this song makes me smoke which is fair because it is a very silly song uh, but also very cheeky uh, and a track from Bully called Trying I love this album but this song just hit where it hurts and said everything I needed to which I think is a fairly good summary of that track. It's a bloody good band and a bloody great song. So anything jump to mind for you right off the bat, Britt? Well, like these are great songs. I'm really I'm amazed at the sort of the vast selection here. I mean, we've got you know she's given us a lot of range to work there's with. There's some female country, a little bit of twang in there, which is beautiful. Problem is, I've been listening to like early Taylor Swift, so. That's all I'm thinking for that, which we're not going to go into today. I feel like Taylor doesn't need our recommendation. I feel like she's got this on lock. Yeah, pretty much. And also, her early country stuff isn't that good. It's a bit of a mixed bag. I, 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 I'm, she's I'm, a talent, very, very, very talented absolutely woman. absolutely is. But when she was 16 and writing country songs in her bedroom with a little banjo, not as good as the pop music she's writing right now. Yeah, she had, to, she had to grow somewhere. Exactly. You know, and then we had the beautiful, like, rock folk stylings of Father John Misty, who just, you know, like, it's like, yeah, it's folk with swagger. Mm. It's folk with sex appeal. I don't know. He's just so cool. He is a charismatic devil. And then we have Bully, who are this, like, 90s old girl throwback. Yeah. Like, you know, like... I just want to, like, I want to pull out my old, like, Lash album. Yeah. Or, like, Elastica. Oh, fuck, I miss Elastica so much. That <sighs> self-titled album is just the best. So good. So, so good. Um, so, this is this is exciting. Um, thank you, Lydia, for sending these in. You've done an amazing job in liking music. Yeah. 
Look, I I will admit a certain bias to to Lydia's tastes because we bonded first, I think, over Sharon Van Etten's uh, nice. last album, which is bloody love. Which is which is a gorgeous album. I'm gonna stop saying bloody. I'm saying it all the time. It's a gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous album, and one that I still listen to now. Uh, and and Nico Case's last album, both of which are excellent choices, Lydia. Top notch commendation to you. So, what what do you reckon she should start with? Looking for some new stuff. All right, so Lydia. I'm I'm gonna jump straight into the '90s style girl groups just because that's one of my fortes in I don't know forte is the wrong word here passions. Let's just say it's one of my passions in life is '90s all girl groups with vocal harmonies. Yeah, and I mean I love that Bully are existing right now because they're bringing that back. I mean you've got you do have a lot of groups around at the moment which have these like all girl harmony stuff like I know Haim do stuff. Yeah. And like Haim are great, but they don't have that same sort of angry energy. Yeah, they don't have the grit yeah. that you see in bully. So I'm I'm gonna throw back to the early nineties with a band called Kinicki. Oh yes. Excellent choice. Um I really just realized that Lauren Laverne was the singer in Kinicki. As I actually BBC had not put those two things. DJ. I should have put those two things together because the reason that I know who Kaniki are, uh, and I'm sure that there'll be a couple of phonogram readers screaming at the the podcast devices. <laughs> I only know it because of Kieran Gillen, who writes phonogram. Yep. His, his, his stuff is dense with references to British pop, particularly the '90s, and Kaniki is one that he keeps making references to. And I only listened to their stuff a couple of years ago because of phonogram, and they are amazing. And they and and he and Lauren Laverne are always talking on Twitter, and I did not make that connection, and I'm embarrassed. There you go. I still have copies of phonograms sitting next to my bed in a plastic bag that my boyfriend lent me multiple years ago that I still haven't read, and I really, really need to. Please, you you will really enjoy particularly the first volume because that's really yeah. Britpop oriented, and there's lots of in jokes, like in dialogue. There's, there's a great, because they've just, this is a diversion of the subject, but there's a great bit, the um, third volume of Phonogram is now coming out month by month, and there is a point where it links back to the first volume because there is a line in the first volume that a band called Los Campesinos used in one of their songs, and then in the third volume, Kieran's written one of their lyrics into Phonogram. It's a, a wonderful circle. Plenty of references, a great series for anyone who's a music fan, and a really good point if you are interested in Brit- British pop or like late two thousands electro. Yeah, volumes one and two are really good primers on that. And Kieran Gillan makes playlists for all of his stuff. That is full of great stuff because he used to be a music journal. Yeah, so worth checking out. But Kaniki, Kaniki, uh, I believe the song is called "In Your Car." Yes, because it's so good. Sure. Oh, need to hear that right now. <laughs> Sorry, listeners, you're going to have to go to the Spotify playlist that you'll find in the show notes. But you know, it's worth it. It's Crank it. It's so worth it. There's a bit more of a punk influence threading through there than what we have from Bully, but I just, it's that... It's the harmonies. Yeah. Oh, I just love it so much. That is great. There's a really good tune and really tight. Uh, for me, the immediate thing that sprung to mind with Bully is also a 90s band, similar sort of era, um, but where Kinnicky are British. Uh, I went Washington, I'm pretty sure. 
Hard to go past Bikini Kills, Rebel Girl. school in their instruments but uh, that sloppiness is very important to bikini kill and kathleen hannah is an incredible powerhouse oh absolutely oh, there's just oh, there's so much energy in that song that just it takes me back to like being angry and i mean that's not that long ago i was angry this morning <laughs> i mean but, oh, so good if you are at all a fan of kathleen hannah uh, in bikini kill or the tigre or the julia ruin please do yourself a favour. I'm going to molly Meldrum out. Go get your hands on a copy of the documentary The Punk Singer. Yes. I, I think that's on Netflix. It was. I don't know if it still is, but it probably will be. That is an incredible document of a hugely important time in music. And if you want to talk about being angry, like that is, like I remember seeing that film and I went through, like every teenager does, you know, I went through the face, particularly your boys, went through the Metallica and all the angry rap and all of the metal stuff. None of it really stuck with me. But, you know, the period of Rage Against the Machines, you know, vague anti-establishment stuff, I never really knew what we were rebelling against. But you watch the punk singer and you're like, I understand exactly why you're angry and I'm angry with you. And I'm like, this is fucked. Let's yeah. And it's never felt more electrifying than to make a band than, than watching Bikini Kill play. So... Go check out that docker. It is extraordinary. In a slightly calmer vein now. Yeah, let's, just, let's just calm just, down. Just dialing back down a bit, bit of a breather. Another another really distinctive sounding band. This is much more contemporary. Girl Pool have just released their, their album this year. I think it's their debut. And they are touring uh, around the moment that we were recording this. They are a duo. They There are no drums in their band. It's all harmonies. Their harmonies are a little bit strange like they're not obvious or traditional harmonies you know it's not it's not the most polite harmonies but there's something really challenging about it in this really graceful gentle way i really enjoy it this is uh the title track off their album called before the world was big Trash can. 
so unique. Like there is no one that I've heard that sounds like that. Yeah, that's great. I love that they don't sound like professional musicians. Like like Bikini Kill, it's not rehearsed to death. It's not. It's not polished. It's not polished. That's a really good way of putting it. It's not crammed into a mold. There's no. I I don't know what the the references would be for that because I don't know anyone else that sounds like that. Like I think of. Uh, like Angel Deridorian and some of the vocalists who worked on Dirty Projectors albums and the way that those harmonies work with these like the really esoteric intervals that they use. But that's the closest thing that I can come to find to describe that. It is extraordinary. I've only just started listening to that album a couple of weeks ago and it is really incredible. It is something that it, it's transformative. It's an incredibly valuable album. And for a debut to come out sounding so distinctive and so like themselves... I think that's a real victory. Plus, I just like a song about sisters and growing up together. It's nice. It's really sweet. I love it. All right, I've, I've monopolized it enough. What else have you got, Britt? Well, you see, you can't give me a little bit of country twang without me going for my favorite artist who sometimes incorporates a little bit of country twang and throwing on some Jenny Lewis. Ah, oh, of course. <laughs> the question is, what is what, the, what, what song? What Jenny, yeah. This like, is a good question. I'm curious to see oh, what you're going to go with. See, I, I kind of went for Carpetbaggers. Oh, okay. Check out Throwing in some Elvis Costello. Yes. through she, she is distinctive as well but jenny's got that real time going on there i can oh, see yeah. why that song came to mind also worth checking out anything on the album rabbit for a coat that she did with the watson twins yep if you like your harmonies you can pretty much pick your track off there there's gorgeous stuff top to tail absolutely and if you love covers their cover of handle with care oh with m ward and did connor Oberth or ben Gibbard on that I'm not entirely sure. Whoever it is, it's a sort of indie rock royalty of like the mid two thousands. It's uh, just beautiful. Uh, I'm just trying to remember. There's there's a track on there. There's one album. Uh, sorry, one track on that album that I keep going back to. Uh, uh, oh no, it's a, it's a title track and Rise Up with Fists. But Rise Up with Fists is a little bit more. That that's a great introduction track if you are more familiar with the Rilo Kylie side. Yeah. Uh, of her career. It's an excellent song and I believe that she still plays it live and I'm very annoyed that I didn't get to see her do it. 
but rabbit fur coat is a much slower number done with the Watson twins harmonizing. Uh, it's a really great, feels almost like a fairy tale. I love yeah. Jenny Lewis. Oh, she's so good. I feel like this podcast, like every second episode, we're going to be recommending Jenny Lewis. And I don't think that's a bad thing. It's Yeah, it's going to be Jenny. How long do we take to get to Jenny Lewis is a real question. Hey, the fact that I've gone this long without recommending garbage is a <laughs> testament. To, You've been very restrained. I really, really have. Just you wait. Someone, <laughs> it'll someone come. will put something in it, there. It'll come. There, there will come a time. What else have you got? Anything springing to mind? Like, I, I just want to name every sort of female-dominated band. Oh, like, oh, I think that's fine. I'm all for having more female-dominated bands this cast. I, all for, in the, uh, in, the, in the words of Kathleen Hanna, yeah. girls to the front. Absolutely. I loved that trend they had in the early 90s where the female bands just had a male drummer. Like, the token male was the yeah. drummer. It's like, these days, the token female is so often the bassist. Yes. Maybe keyboards. Sometimes keyboards, yeah. yeah. But it's just it's interesting that back then it was the token male drummer, and I freaking love that. It's awesome. Um, I'm trying to think of another one of those kind that era of music, but something less obvious. Um, there was a band called Lush. All right, you know I'm good because I'm trying to remember what the name of the song was. Lady Killers. Let's let's throw that out there. Lady Killers by Lush. God, that, that song holds up so well, especially lyrically. Oh, absolutely. It's like it, that that relates to so many things in my life right now. Yeah. Hammering on, like, male feminists and yeah. nice guys, all before those terms were in common use. But yeah. they've, they've nailed it, and with some nice guitar hooks. Absolutely. Like, if that song was released now, you could just call it Not All Men. You would not want to see their at replies if they were on, on Twitter today, if they were around. No, they'd be like the Clem Ford of bands. I'd, I'd be horrible. <laughs> uh, the other thing that um, came to mind, like, while we're still doing, like, angry ladies, do you remember how Kate Nash went through her, like, angry, angry lady phase? Yeah. Um, Underestimate the Girl is where she kind of went crazy after listening to, I'm not going to say too much Bikini Kill because there's not, there's, there's no there's such no thing as too yeah. much Bikini Kill. But when you're used to Kate Nash singing really twee songs about, like, pavements... Yeah. And suddenly she's like screaming. It's it's a little strange. Uh it's tricky to kind of get your head around, but Kate Nash does right girl ended up working quite well for me. I do like the idea of Kate Nash getting her teeth out. She just screams a lot. It's great. 
All right, Joel, go on. We might, I might change the tone a little bit uh, since we're doing the not all men. You know, we don't want to victimize the men. <laughs> um, it's been minutes since we talked about men, so you know, let's change that. Um, sort of in keeping with the in keeping with the Father John Misty stuff in ideas more than uh, tone. So the night Josh Tillman came to our apartment is one of his many more cynical and sarcastic songs. He's a little bit uh, of a a little bit of a, a, a known to gripe about the young folk and uh, <laughs> the song he's uh, having a, having a go at a particular woman for using the word literally wrong, which is uh, very funny and a little bit cruel, but I think, I think I forgive him. It's fitting. It's fitting, yeah. Uh, the, the line about the white girls doing the soulful affectation. <laughs> why, why, don't you, why don't you move to the Delta and see what it's like? That's a fair call, Josh. But the song that it made me think of uh, again, more because of what he talked about than uh, what he sounded like uh, is an LCD sound system track from a couple of years ago called Losing My Head. Of Shut Up and Play the Hits sitting in front of him right now. Yeah, that, that was a total coincidence. Yeah, I have the still unwrapped, sorry, as yet yet to be unwrapped uh, copy of Shut Up and Play the Hits, which is a, a documentary about the last show that LCD Sound System did. I am savouring that for the appropriate moment. And while we are recommending music documentaries, mm. I'm going to throw on my Molly Meldrum hat yeah. and say, do yourself a favour 
and check out Shut Up and Play the Hits, but make sure... Now, I saw it at a cinema as part of a film festival, so I was pretty lucky in my viewing experience, but I think you've got to make sure you really immerse yourself in this one. You know, sit down, turn off, you know, close the blinds, turn off the lights, turn the volume up. If you've got surround sound, that's what you need. You know, some people do this when they're watching, like, Lord of the Rings. I do this for, like, concerts and music docos, but... Shall Up and Play the Hits especially just worked so well in that film format. I, I look forward to your reaction when you watch it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I'm treasuring it. I'm savouring it for the right moment. But, yeah, I I had to think of James Murphy, especially losing my edge. A lot of the later stuff that LCD Sound System did sort of dropped a bit of that social criticism, uh, wasn't quite as uh, cynical, which is probably good. You know, I like what ended up happening with some of the later stuff, but there is also something to be said for the acid tongue of, uh, of James Murphy on this particular track. And it's not it, like it's, it, it's not uh, directed at any particular group of people. It's uh, an attitude that he's skewering. It's people yeah. who are nostalgic, like the, the best line in many, many great lines on that song uh, is borrowed nostalgia for an unremembered decade, describing people with eighties throwbacks, which as someone who grew up in the eighties, it's not all that. It's not all that it was cracked up to be. <laughs> There's nothing to be nostalgic about. You know, it, it's wonderfully sharp and incisive and funny, and also just a cracking good tune. Absolutely, very very good recommendation. I like it. Thank you. All right, so what yeah. else you got? Uh, well, that sort of is the, the the balancing act. So on one hand, you've got the uh, the, the the savage savage wit of uh, of Josh Tillman. Uh, on one hand. The sort of folkier, nicer melody uh, side is balanced by Andrew Bird, yep. who I adore deeply. He is exactly my kind of musician nowadays. Sweet and melodic, wears nice vests, would probably be nice to his mum, like, but he's very, very smart. And this is a song that is about a particular small empire that, uh, that uh, popped up on the Russian steppes, uh, didn't last very long, um, but had something of a reputation uh, for cavalry. Uh, and he made this into a gorgeous and lovely, sweet tune. Uh, this is called City and Empire uh, of his album Armchair Apocryph. Forecast bring black tall rains and hellfire. My hand picked handle is kid gloves, tell it The halibutton or tashi cases are useless. My scotch gold mackintoshes shall be carbonized. Now they're offering views of exiting empires Such breathtaking views of Scythian empires Scythian empires Horsemen of the Russian steppes Scythian empires 
with full disclosure, I don't know anything about history. I, everything that I know about this song is from the lyrics, so I might be entirely misreading it, but it is kind of cool in a tremendously dorky way uh, to write a song that is so specifically historically minded and so Andrew Bird. That, yeah, nerdy history mind. That, that he can casually drop reference to the Thracians and Russian steppes and such in this wonderfully verbose song. I, I, I am a big fan of people using big words, as as I'm probably guilty of here. He is fantastically articulate and wonderful and so melodic. I love it. And I'm, I'm also a big fan of whistling when it's done well. It's uh, It's something that I like to do, and I very rarely see people do whistling well, but he whistles so smoothly and naturally as part of his, as an extension of his singing. Uh, it's just wonderful and whimsical, and I love him. Yeah, it's, it's like he whistles like another instrument, not like, it's not this sort of like cheap ploy to have some sort of hook. Yeah, well, it's, it's not the breathy sort of awkward whistle of John Lennon's jealous guy, as effective as that is in context, like it's perfect for what it needs to be, oh, but yeah. it's a... Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It is another instrument rather than I, I don't know how to finish this, so let me whistle it out. It's it's, it's beautiful, and yeah, he's just singing about stuff that I I too have no knowledge or understanding of. Yeah. So I'm just like, yes, I absolutely now understand a short small period of history thanks to the lyrics of the song. I feel smarter. That's the important part. Yeah. I I'm, I might not actually be smarter, but I feel smarter. May have gained some incorrect knowledge, but yeah. may have also learned one or two terms that could help in Trivial Pursuit. That's good. That's good. I will remember the Thracians that all I know is in the context of this song, but... That's probably all you need to get a piece of pie. Something. All right. Have you got any more recommendations? No, that's, that's all I've got for today. I mean... No. I think that's a lot for Lydia to go off. I think Lydia will have plenty to work with, and, you know, if we do have any more, we will throw them into the Spotify playlist. Indeed. As can you, if you have any more, any suggestions, things that are screamingly obvious that we might have missed. I'm sure there's something. There's always stuff to add. Absolutely. Uh, jump onto Spotify. You can find our playlist. The link will be in the show notes of this podcast, uh, or you can look up HRF Lydia, and you'll be able to find her playlist there. You can add to it, make some more recommendations, and we will be keen to check them out too. If you would like to do like Lydia has done and send in a few songs for us to add to, to give you some recommendations, please do. You can contact us at hrfypod at gmail.com. I'm getting Brit to do it because I always get the acronym wrong. Yep. And uh, hrfypodcast on Twitter. See, we've got the professional in the room, clearly. All of those ways, send us a message. Tell us what you've been listening to and why you like it, and we will try and add something new to your playlist. We will be back again at some, some stage. Yeah. In the future. Yeah. We're, this The uh, release system is not particularly rock solid. But... Well, we are currently recording this in the past, and therefore yeah. our present day selves have not sort of decided on a release schedule. Yeah. But as we are in the past... We, 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 we can only guess at this point. Absolutely. It's, it's all distant. I'm going to say we're going to release one episode every two or three years. Yeah, something like that. So by the time you are, your grandchildren are in positions of authority in the world, episode five will hit, uh, and I'm sure they'll really enjoy hearing about songs from the early 21st century. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I, I will also have a newborn at that stage, so <laughs> I, I will probably be a little bit hard to pin down, but we will try and get these out as regularly as we can because we like doing it. Well, I like doing it, and I hope that Brit does too. I can't stand it. This is the worst thing I've She's ever struggling. done in my life. She's struggling. She's got a knife. Like, I'm concerned. I don't know why she came armed, but... I have several knives. <laughs> All right. This is a menacing tone. 
<laughs> well, thank you for listening. That's the important thing. Thank you for listening, and we will see you again soon. Unless I kill Joel. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Good ending. Goodbye. Good ending. <laughs> that was awesome.